I'd said I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And we have a lot uh, we're going to be covering today. Uh, a lot of it's going to have to do with globalism. And, uh, you know, for example, I was listening to uh, Biden <clears throat> um start talking about what corporations should, should do. And, and I'm hearing a lot of these liberal uh, politicians talking and, and putting the blame, especially the ones in these committees, um, that they're, they're sort of blaming the, the, well, we just listened to a clip yesterday with Chelsea Clinton blaming not the scientists, not the government, but blaming the private sector for not doing enough, for not carrying their water, for not uh, playing ball hard enough, meaning that the media needs to do a better job at censoring and carrying our water, and the corporations need to stop doing certain certain things that might be hurting um, their the uh, government image. But they're they're the the government's the one that set it up the, the arrangement up in the first place. And you also don't know whether it's all just posturing. I think Lindsey Graham was a master at that, where he would talk tough and act like he's your worst enemy. And then you go and you see them, you know, having shots of scotch at the uh, at some prestigious private club in D.C. And... It's like, wait, I thought you guys hated each other. I mean, there there was all kinds of photos flo- floating around the Capitol of these politicians that on the floor in front of the cameras would be pointing fingers at each other and yelling at each other and really getting passionate and emotional. And, and we, we actually saw it on display during the time of uh, Speaker McCarthy when there was five days of of wrangling 
and people within the parties and and the rhinos and the and the freedom caucus and and some of the Democrats and you see you even see Ocasio Cortez you know going over and talking with somebody or whatever and you know I guess it's not different than <clears throat> two attorneys a prosecutor and a defense counsel that go head to head and and buck heads like rams and then find themselves out having drinks together and dinner later. I guess it's all business and don't mix business with personal, but I think things are getting a little bit different now with the world of globalism. So when Biden talks tough and he starts cracking the whip or pointing his finger at corporations, just know that Biden never pointed his finger at a dollar when a dollar was, you know, at a dollar in his life. He would he would sell his children and his wife and his mother for money. There's just no doubt about it. I mean, it's been somewhat proven that he talks out of so about both sides of his mouth, lies at every turn. I don't think there's a thing that comes out of Biden's mouth that's truthful. You hear these stories he tells. They're not even genuine. They're different every single time he tells them. But when I sit there and I listen and Biden talks tough, acts like he cares about the middle class when all he cares about are the corporate donors, I got the thinking that he is just a puppet and that the puppet masters are the people with the money, the deep pockets, holding the strings, dictating the terms, setting the agenda. And that agenda is globalism. And this, and I think that the Democrat Party has sold their soul to globalism. Yeah, they have other other ways to make money as well. The old standard way. Call something, uh, declare something a swampland, buy up all the land, then change the law and say it's no longer swampland, it's going to be a new highway with a whole bunch of skyscrapers. It's going to basically tenfold increase the value of your property. And that happens all the time. But in this case, it's it's much more sinister. What what the Biden crime family is doing with China. And BlackRock is we heard a clip yesterday of Klaus Schwab and World Economic Forum admiring and endorsing China. And China is the testing ground, we said, of all of the blueprints for the World Economic Forum, because in China, they don't really have a constitution. They have a dictatorship. So they don't have to worry about civil liberties in China. So they could basically do psyops. They could do market testing. They could do brand awareness. They could do all kinds of social conditioning 
They could do anything they want to their people. Their people are nothing but um, mice in a plastic box. That's what people are to the CCP in China. That's how the CCP looks at its own people. And globalism depends on the CCP, as does the NBA, which endorses globalism. Just ask LeBron James. He he wouldn't know it to verbalize it because he's so moronically dumb. But he doesn't know that he's being played, but he is. And so he's a puppet too, and he doesn't even know it. I think at least you can give Biden enough credit to say he knows he's a puppet. He knows he's compromised. He knows he's insured by his handlers. And he could be taken down at a moment's notice. He knows all that. Biden's aware of all that. But Biden knows also that the gravy tastes good. That the money train is nice. And so when he reprimands these corporations, it's all a facade. Everybody knows that what he's saying and doing is basically the barking orders for the globalist corporations, the multinational corporations who are owned by BlackRock and Vanguard. And they pretty much control what the World Economic Forum does and vice versa. Because the World Economic Forum has a lot of cabinet members, as we've heard you know, Klaus Schwab say. And, you know, they've penetrated the cabinets and uh, that's what they do, right? They're penetrating the cabinets. They got the politicians. And who's going to be the most powerful in the end? Who knows? But there is a partnership. The new world order is this new world order of slave labor and moving people around. People are going to be worthless. They should eat bugs. They're going to be worthless, provided that, again, provided the only way you're going to win over the people is if you take away their guns, their religion, and their freedom. If you lock them up, if you become that carrot and that stick and that controlling mechanism, and what they want to do is they want to dominate you. They want to they don't want elections, they don't want free speech, they don't want independent media talking. They don't want any of this. They don't want dissent. And that's why in every socialist environment, whether it's Penn University in Philadelphia, or anywhere else you have a Gestapo-like, Nazi-oriented, totalitarianism, uh, intolerant of opposing views, dictatorship, socialism, communism, Marxism, transgenderism, atheism. It goes on. But we know that Penn was in bed with China helping Joe Biden and they did a whole bunch of pay-to-play schemes. We know that 98% of their faculty 
is left wing and donates to the liberal parties, the liberal candidates. We know that the CDC does. We knew that we know that most of our edu- our uh, educational profession, all the teachers unions do, Planned Parenthood does, the CDC does, the Department of Medicine, you know, our healthcare is pretty much in lockstep. And now we have a corrupt FBI. Saw a story yesterday, Louis Free, former FBI director, donated $100,000 twice to Joe Biden's grandkids. In exchange, he was going to get a very fat, lucrative deal. And that was in April of 2016 when Joe Biden was vice president. Knowing full well that Joe was going to make good on some some deals that he had in place. The FBI is corrupt. Uh, and, you know, a lot of this was the mastermind of Barack Obama. And he, he understood this. So we're going to listen to a, a bunch of different uh, globalist clips uh, to get a, get a handle on what's in play. First, I want to read a couple of uh, my tweets. I uh, tweeted out before the show. Here's one. It says, laundered coercion. I just coined that phrase. It's just a new phrase. Laundered, laundered coercion. We hear a lot about money laundering in the Biden crime family. And we know that the way people launder money is through shell companies. And they create layers between the source and the recipient. And that's how laundering happens. And again, on the world stage, there's commodities. There's, uh, you know, basically currency. The currencies generally could be broken down into four categories, which is arms and weapons, trading for oil, trading for drugs, trading for human trafficking, and that human trafficking could be slaves or it could be sex trade. And those are the currencies that all basically skirt around various countries' constitutions, laws. Because in international waters, anything goes. So laundered coercion just like when state diplomats use USAID and CIA to pay or to kill with their carrots and their sticks, BlackRock and Vanguard is the laundered enforcer for government policies that coerce big media, big tech, and big corporations, multinational corporations, to embrace globalist initiatives like climate and COVID and ESG and DEI and election rigging and open borders. And that's what's going on here. Uh, we will go ahead and take a quick call. Um, let's, uh, let's go ahead and take that call in just a second. All right. Caller, you're on there. Yeah, uh, Scott, listen, uh, you mentioned BlackRock. I want to tell you some information, and I know for a fact, and I could prove it. Uh, and it has to do with BlackRock that you just mentioned. Um, the trafficking that's going to, across the uh, state uh, border, south of the bo- uh, south border of Mexico, um, 
they're led to uh, buses. The buses take them to big cities. In the big cities, there's planes, jets waiting for them to take them to cities all over the country. Those jets belong to BlackRock. Okay, I know this for a fact. I can prove it. And the trafficking that's part of the government. And I don't know if you heard the person a couple of weeks ago in the, in the Judicial Committee even saying this. Now, there's 85,000 85, young children from 8 to 16 young children that have simply disappeared from the radar. They don't know where they're at. 85,000 children. And these, these children are 8 to 16, who knows how young. They're gone. They're, they're nowhere to be exist, but they're out there in America trafficking. The trafficking in America is the, one of the biggest problems, and our government has its hand in it. And this is what's, what's, what's a shame. And uh, I, I hope you maybe look at a book, Baz Basil. Uh, he's got a book out uh, about terrorism. He was a Citadel Marine, CIA, and now he's a uh, rescues children from the border, and he's a, uh, a Christian man who has dedicated his life to stopping trafficking children. Uh, he's got an uh, uh, organization called ARC. This is where we are in America, and it's tragic. But that you spoke about BlackRock, I want to show you how evil a corporation like BlackRock is. So, oh, absolutely. But, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It is. Well, it's not yeah, just, just that. Uh, it's it's that it, they benefit. See, they have stake in in all the multinational companies. Like if they own Pepsi, they own they own a piece of Pepsi. They own a piece of Coke. They own fifteen percent of Fox News, which is the reason why Fox, Tucker Carlson was fired. He kept on. You know, he was basically an anti globalist. Tucker Carlson was anti-global, they, right? So yeah. basically, they own a piece of company. Yeah, yeah, they that's what they did. Was they they demanded that they fire Tucker because Tucker was creating. See, in this show today, we are going to cover this in 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 a lot of ways. So stay tuned and stay stick with this show today. Keep up the because, good fight. Yeah. Keep up the good fight with your show. Thank you. All right, take care. All right, bye bye. which is hateful. Without that okay. material well, being I don't communicated. Want to, I, don't want, I didn't want that to Section play. Section 10. There's something create. playing in the background there. We've got it. All right. So we are going to play this clip. Uh, we have a series of clips, actually. And we're going to play first to the, this to one. Um, Section 10. My apologies. There's... Okay. When I mention our names, like Mrs. Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin and so on, they all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. But um, what we are very proud of now is the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, of uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a reception. So we've all heard that. Uh, that was a weird clip. Uh, penetrate the cabinets, right? Um, but now... There uh, also, uh, it's become very clear that after Davos, which was earlier in the year, the World Economic Forum was hurt badly 
by hurt badly by um, the dissent because of the pressure that's going on. Shows like mine, shows like the Scott Adams show, are are pounding away at this every single day. We support America first, not America last. America first is a populist movement. It's about every country. You know, one of the most brilliant things Trump ever said was he wants every country's leader to look at their country as first. And so long as everybody has their own country's best interest at heart, things will actually be right with the world. It's when you start, you know, basically uh, getting into endless corruption and and betrayal. Uh, that's unpredictable. You can't you can't ever know where you're going to end up with that kind of stuff. Let's take a listen to this, though. Listen to this uh, exchange. It's actually just a piece of the a Joe Rogan interview with Michael Schellenberger. Let's take a listen. I'm pretty sure, like Russell Brand. And Glenn Beck have done serious brand damage to Davos and WEF. And mm-hmm. you, you know, I mean, they there was no major heads of state that went this year. There were no major CEOs that yeah, went. Yeah, people pulled out of it. It's, it's become, it's out, become embarrassing. Um, that's, um, that's great. Well, they've also been caught lying. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've, they've been caught lying about their agenda. And one of the things yeah. that they were caught lying about, you will own nothing and you'll yes. be happy. And you'll eat bugs and so on. Uh, there's a couple of F-bombs in this clip, so I can't play the whole clip. But the point is, um, so the pressure from a show like this is actually making an impact and making the World Economic Forum uncomfortable to the point where World Economic Forum now is ordering governments, you know, where they've penetrated the cabinets. They're sending out marching orders to arrest citizens who read fake news online. The World Economic Forum has ordered world governments to ban independent media and make it illegal to read non-mainstream news sources. They want to control all of the news. That's why they fired Tucker. And again, BlackRock is the muscle. So when I say that the laundered coercion is that, I mean just that. That laundered coercion, that's laundered coercion. Laundered coercion, just like when state diplomats, you know, people in our State Department use USAID to to pay, pay people off, to shut them up, or deny them money and get them to behave and do what you want them to do. And if that doesn't work, you use the CIA to just shoot them in the head in the middle of the night. So, you know, either you're going to kill them or you're going to pay them or you're going to not pay them or you're going to not kill them. And either way, that's a carrot and a stick. And that's what the State Department is all about, about killing people and about defunding people or funding people and bribing them or killing them, or not killing them. So, just like when state diplomats use USAID and CIA to pay or to kill with their carrots and their sticks, BlackRock is the laundered enforcer, because it's not an elected government official. It's the money financer that's merged with the political leaders to carry their water and vice versa, 
for government policies that coerce big media. And big media is where all of the multinational corporations under the umbrella of BlackRock and Vanguard are told what to support, told what agenda to push out there. And it's generally speaking, you know, part of the mastermind of, say, Klaus Schwab that BlackRock has bought into. And it's an all-for-one, one-for-all kind of thing. If we all do it this way and stick together, they can basically uh, achieve their objectives, which is total dominance over the middle class. And one of the ways you can do that is get rid of their guns and religion. But, you know, to coerce big media, and they've done that successfully with CNN and MSNBC and even Fox News, um, you know, hey, uh, i.e. Tucker Carlson right? Big tech. We know where big tech stands. Just look at what YouTube has done to censor all conservative voices, right? Look at, look at the war against in Ukraine. Uh, all of the Russian outlets have been banned from YouTube. You know, you can't even get a dissenting view to see who's telling the truth. All we know is that Biden is a big fat liar and, you know, Nord Stream 2 was a U.S. operation and they're going to blame Russia for blowing up their own oil pipeline, which is ridiculous. Uh, and they're, they're doing it with a whole host of things. It's disinformation, state-run, and BlackRock supports it. And, of course, big corporations, you know, these woke corporations that are putting Black Lives Matter signs all over the place and, and, and not addressing the threats of Antifa to the point where, you know, Society has has deteriorated to a point where, I mean, and you even have cities exploiting these opportunities now with San Francisco and California talking about, you know, one point two million dollars per black person. (laughs) I'm a Native American. Where's my cut? You know, we got slaughtered, too. Give me a break, man. It's just so ridiculous. But big corporations to embrace globalist initiatives. Climate, climate is all about slavery, open borders. Open borders is all about election rigging and slavery. And COVID was all about control and separating and dividing. They don't want you to talk to each other. It was all about control and empowering. Uh, it was a, a theft from uh, the taxpayers where all their money went into billions of dollars of their money. I should say not all of their money, but billions of dollars of their money went to the pharmacies and lo and behold, you see Pfizer sitting on a platform on a dais with Klaus Schwab at Davos, and you wonder, hey, what's going on? Of course, that's taking the money from the people and paying for the agenda of the influencers at Davos in the World Economic Forum and enriching companies like BlackRock to keep on power, keep them in power. It's a theft. It's stealing because these people normally would never give their money to these entities. Just like when they said, donate to Ukraine, save Ukraine. Okay, out of the goodness of your own heart, you did. And next thing you know, that money went to FTX because FTX was a managing partner of those donations, digital donations, that were going to save Ukraine people. And Lo and behold, a guy like Sam Bankman-Fried is donating all of the money that came in to nothing but globalist candidates. Give me a break. That's laundering too, right? 
So DEI, all this diversity, equity, and inclusion, they're trying to just um, infect and indoctrinate young, youthful minds so that they don't no longer be, are, uh, they ab- so that they abandon their Judaic Christian foundation. Breaking, former Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan arrested during court appearance uh, while, while he was in court. They arrested him, right? Well, you know, back in April of 22, I think it was, they ousted him. Why? Because he decided he was going to not be told what to do by G7 and NATO, and he was to buy oil. He wanted to buy oil from Russia. So globalist NATO G7 aggressors, overthrew Pakistan's government because their leader at the time, Imran Khan, purchased Russia oil for his people in the face of globalist G7 NATO objection. And they'll just ruin you. They'll overthrow the government. That's like CIA in action, right? And they lie to you about climate as well. We're going to get to that in in a second. And the environmental causes. Um, But we have more. So I was talking about the pressure and talking about how independent media is having an impact on the success of BlackRock and World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, to the point where they want to ban that. That's why Biden got a, uh, an information czar, right? A uh, truth czar of some sort. Uh, and basically it was... Uh, they're trying to say that everybody, every everybody that was on the conspiracy side about the Russian hoax or, or J six or all of these things were wrong. It turns out that they were wrong and we were right. The independent media was right, and they were wrong, and Brian Stelter was wrong, and all of these folks at CNN and MSNBC were wrong. Remember when Rachel Maddow said, if you take the vaccine, it stops with each person and then you get get to the end of it? She lied. She still has her job. But Benny Johnson wrote this, BuzzFeed out of business, Vice out of business, CNN sold for parts, CBS layoffs, Washington Post layoffs, New York Times layoffs, Disney layoffs, 538 pollster slashed, corporate media is crumbling, a massive shift is happening, America's trust in mainstream media is gone. We are the media now. Yeah. How do you like those apples? Not too shabby, right? Illuminati bot. Someone I follow. I don't know if they follow me. They do. Um, their goal is to keep steering you away from God and your connection to each other and nature. Never, ever forget that. I'm going to read that one more time so you get it and brand it into your brain. You ready for branding? It's going to hurt. Um, they're... <laughs> Their goal is to keep steering you away from God and your connection to each other and nature. And of course, that's what they're doing with DEI and trans storytelling. That's what they were doing with COVID. That's what they were doing with climate. Speaking of nature, there is this uh, thing, this push for... uh, you know, windmills out at, out in the uh, seas. 
Not in front of Ted Kennedy's old house. Remember when he was alive and he complained about uh, having windmills off the coast of Martha's Vineyard? It spoiled his view. Put it somewhere else, he said. But yeah, put them somewhere. Number one, it's it's atrociously expensive and inefficient. So number one, it's a bad business decision. Wind, okay? That's number one. The things break all the time. Uh, their parts are super expensive. You can't dispose of the parts. They were. I saw this one story about these uh, propellers uh, from these things. They don't even know what to do with them uh, because they're not biodegradable or anything like that. They're not good for the environment, let's say. And the carbon emissions it takes to make one of these windmills probably exceeds the life of the windmill's benefit. Okay, that's the problem. And it costs billions of dollars. But now it's killing the whales. Remember Save the Whales was a bumper sticker? Everybody put a bumper sticker on their car. Save the whales. Save them. And guess what happened? They didn't... What we're finding out is Sierra Club and Save the Whales and Greenpeace are a bunch of hypocrites. ACLU comes to mind as well. Where are they with the J6 people riding in jail right now? And the Proud Boys that just got, you know, sentenced. And all this that, other stuff. And you look at the, you know, you juxtapose that with liberals who do the same thing, like, say, in Tennessee's uh, government recently or in Kentucky, or or elsewhere. And they don't even get a slap on the wrist. They don't even get arrested. So why the two standards of justice? But let's take a listen to this. Everyone knows a deaf whale is a dead whale. So why does Noah, without any evidence, keep insisting the sonar blasts emitting during offshore wind developments aren't damaging the whale's auditory navigation system which they depend on well whales are showing up on the shores dying in droves because of these windmills it's quite clear no thank you very much because i only have a limited amount of time you're absolutely right we should have done we should have done that because we have to know the effective behavior of that sound i'll just tell you a little story we had a little dog i live in in cambridge maryland it's near the water a uh, fireworks come on 4th of July, a little dog gets away from its owner, hears the sound, anybody of you know who have dogs and fireworks, you know what they do, right? They run. The dog runs right into the creek, drowns. Now, if you get that dog out of the water, you declare its cause of death to be drowning. No, no, no. The cause of its death was a firework and its behavioral response to that event. That's what's happening here. No, thank you. So he makes the point that the whales are doing their natural response. The green shift, just propaganda. The acoustic threats are real. The telling correlations between sonar blasting and increased whale deaths cannot be waved away. Wind turbine project cuts off whale mines. So what were these people? If they cared about the whales so much over the last, you know, 50 years... Back since the 70s, right? Save the whales. Greenpeace. They would literally put lives in danger just to block whaling sh- ships. Whales were, you know, being hunted for oil and, and uh, food. And 
they were getting in the way of, you know, just like the timber, right? Never mind the fact that That's the drug... In my opinion. Like, they... That, that, that it gets to the fundamental problem well, of, of this. I don't know where that... that of a, I'm having of a some audio problems today. Someone has hateful material on their so, computer. They don't publish I could, it. I could fix that. No. Sorry about that. In any case, uh, timber, right? They would get in the way of timber. And uh, then all of a sudden you'd have forest fires because all the wood was so old and dry. If they allowed the timber companies to take the uh, the timber and then replant the seeds and grow fresh trees that are younger, less, you know, uh, oriented to fire, you know, it would be pr- probably pretty good. Um, getting back to uh, the globalists, uh, this guy here, this guy that keeps on interrupting my show, um, he basically is saying the this. The will be put onto the accused... To prove right Section here. 10 creates the possibility of someone being criminalized purely for having material, which is hateful, without that material being communicated uh, to, the, to the public. That's a problem. Yeah, that is a problem. So like we were saying earlier, the World Economic Forum is cracking down on speech. So is the Biden regime. And so is every other globalist leader. And these things don't happen in a vacuum. They happen on purpose. And the reason why I brought up the whale thing and some other things, I'm going to bring up um, uh, the the uh, sw- Kentucky swimmer here in just a moment, because all of these things are part and parcel of the globalist agenda. All of them are. You know, Riley Gaines, for example, Riley Gaines urges female athletes to boycott competing against trans girls. Don't run, don't swim. I agree with that. I think that they should not compete against trans. If there's a trans in the event, every woman, every female athlete, they're not going to win anyway. So every female athlete should just say, no, this will become a trans event. As soon as you enter one trans into it, it becomes a tranny event, a freak show event. And nobody's going to pay. People, hopefully, then people will support these women who boycott and demand their money back and say, I showed up here. I, that's, when, that's when you really get to the bottom of it. That's when you really fix the problem. If these women stand up against trannies and say, we're not going to compete against trannies, right? We're not going to compete against trannies. And so there's going to be no event. Then the people say, well, then I want my money back. I get a refund. As soon as that happens, problems are solved. Trust me when I tell you that. Just look at Bud Light. Just look at all these other things that are happening, right? So, but we are learning that the Sierra Club and ACLU and Greenpeace and everybody is not doing a doggone thing because they're getting paid by these environmental group, these uh, green groups. They're being funneled money by the uh, climate initiative, multinational corporation globalists. And so, therefore, they're shutting up. They're not complaining about these dead whales, you know. 
getting back to that. I know I have like four stories going on right now, but they're all combined. They're all connected. Like this one. California Reparations Panel approves payment of up to $1.2 million to every black resident. California's legislature could vote on the panel's recommendations. Hopefully it fails in the legislature, but already you have these people that are saying, it's okay with me, which is absolutely stunningly ridiculous. Elon Musk quoted as saying this, World Economic Forum is increasingly becoming an unelected world government that the people never asked for and don't want. Absolutely. And one more thing. Look at the increase in news articles mentioning white privilege, systematic racism, diversity and inclusion, and unconscious bias. How does the media's focus on identity politics and critical race theory contribute to the division uh, and polarization of society? Well, since about uh, since Obama, since we elected our first black president, uh, that number has skyrocketed. It's huge. It's uh, bamboozled. It's basically since like around... I'm looking at this map, and I'm looking at it, and it looks like it's about 2014, uh, 2013, 2012, 2013. Uh, it was basically Obama's second, the beginning of his second term. It just went crazy, and this was because he had nothing left to lose. He could do anything he wanted. All right, I want to play, um, and and with that, when you have this level of uh, election rigging and influence by like Soros and Klaus Schwab and BlackRock and FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried and all this money coming in from outside sources, and you end up with rigged elections, with uh, climate uh, initiatives that and pandemic initiatives that allow for mail-in balloting and ballot harvesters and and open borders and uh, illegal registrations and all this stuff that we've talked about all the time. We talk about it here. Um, you have rigged elections and you get a guy like Joe Biden that's compromised, that's selling out America for his own personal profit. And... You say, well, we didn't vote for that, and but will he lose? Yeah, he hopefully he should lose. I mean, just look at everything else that's real. Like Fox News has gotten crushed because Tucker left, and as soon as that happened, nobody's watching Fox News. The only uh, shining star with Fox is Greg Gutfeld. He's doing pretty well, but other than that, everything else has collapsed. People are tired of this globalism. Nobody's buying into it, yet they keep on selling it, and they keep on winning elections, selling stuff that people don't want. And you got to know that election rigging is the only way that happens. So you got to fix it. And that's why I support Carrie Lake and her mission in Maricopa County and this signature verification case that could go far. And if the Supreme Court could just save America, that would be great. While we could still have it, uh, that would be a wonderful thing. And if we can get Trump back in in 2024, he's really the only candidate that could fix all of this. And I hope that he does. 
All right, let's take a listen to an, the other half of this clip uh, of Stephen Miller that we were listening to yesterday and ran out of time, but we're going to listen to this next sec- section that's pretty powerful because this is a big week. Wednesday of this week, we are going to have um, a big announcement by James Comer. Congressman Comer from Kentucky is going to lay out some things, and what we're waiting for to maybe today is a potential indictment of Hunter Biden. And the situation there is to basically wrap this case up into an active active uh, court case, like an indictment, right? And prevent Congress from getting their hands on certain documents. Uh, so there, And Comer and Stephen Miller both suggested, you know, that if they do that, they're going to go to Plan B, and Plan B, what Plan B is going to be, is revealing all of all of the proof, all of the receipts. So we'll see what happens there, and keep your eyes open today for a DOJ fix. And then yesterday we also talked about um, pardons and how the pardons would work, and again. If this goes right to uh, Joe Biden, then he can't really pardon himself away from a crime to get out of a crime, especially when it amounts to treason. So we'll see. But let's take a listen to this clip. That James Comer has put forward about the web of LLCs that has apparently been used to get around U.S. tax law. Hello, IRS. And that has been used quite clearly to enrich the Biden family, 10% for the big guy. You combine the money-making scheme with what we have uncovered in these emails. You can read them all yourself at aflegal.org. We've put them all out there. And what you may have is the single biggest foreign corruption scandal in American history that now reaches all the way to the Oval Office. What if the DOJ does not comply? I mean, he's doing this press conference on Wednesday What if they indict Hunter Biden on Tuesday and then everything is frozen off limits? Uh, You know, Comer said, then we'll go to plan B. What is plan B, do you think? Well, real quick, first of all, there's a very real chance that Hunter Biden will be indicted on very low level, insignificant charges as a distraction play, both to shield Hunter and to also, more importantly, to shield Joe Biden from accountability. Don't put that past DOJ. As to the second point, they're going to have to, in my view, pursue impeachment against the uh, attorney general of the United States if he does not fully cooperate and comply. And the context of that impeachment will give you enormous powers to bring people in for depositions and to compel discovery. And the courts will give the House enormous discretion to compel discovery and document production in the context of an impeachment. That would be a very effective and powerful tool. Real quick before you go, the border is the other crisis that is playing out this week. Title 42 going away. On- so so when you listen to that, that part about impeachment, to me, that's very significant. And they should do the same thing with Mayorka because he's definitely, uh, you know, anti-American in his what he's doing. Let's take a listen to this other piece about... America First Legal, 
which is Stephen Miller's organization, but this is the vice president of that organization, Gene Hamilton. Let's take a listen to that. Who's here? He's uh, America First legal vice president. He's Gene Hamilton. Gene, it's good to have you on the show, sir. So you guys have dozens of emails from your Freedom of Information Act lawsuits against the National Archives showing and detailing how Hunter Biden and his partner were demanding help for Hunter's business deals from then-Vice President Biden's office much more than realized? What are you finding out? Liz, thanks for having me on. What we're finding is incredible. We're seeing from the very earliest days of the then-Obama-Biden administration back in 2009, the extent to which the Biden family was committed to its influence peddling. They carried on throughout what we suspect to be the duration of the Obama presidency. I mean, the, the, the details are shocking. You know, Hunter Biden, who set up this Seneca Glo- Global Advisors uh, organization, which was set up to influence and provide uh, opportunities for uh, expansion into foreign markets, all of a sudden you see Hunter Biden traveling with the vice president, going to every country that he wants to go to. Um, and there, we all have seen and we all have heard about all of the, the many business dealings that he's had since then, whether that's with Chinese nationals, whether that's involving Burisma and the like. And what we're seeing from these records is for the first time, the extent to which this dated back to the earliest days of the Biden administration. Yes. Yeah, so, Gene, I mean, Hunter launched his Seneca Global Advisors in 2008, right when his father became vice president. So what you're finding is that by early 2009, they were emailing the vice president Biden's office for help. And that then vice president Biden's office is emailing back Hunter Biden's firm about things like the vice president's trip to Africa. Hunter went there as a service, a Secret Service protectee to Ethiopia right when the pre- Vice President Biden was going. That's what you're finding? Right. And we requested records relating to all of the, the uh, Biden family business dealings. And so what we're seeing is when the uh, National Archives is redacting documents, they're saying, oh, well, we can't give you this particular document or that particular document because it requires us, it would require us to reveal the inner workings of conversations between the vice president and his and his advisors. Well, why would the vice president and his advisors be talking about the Biden family business dealings at the exact same time that Hunter Biden's going on a trip to Ethiopia with the vice president? And- I mean, you where, where there's smoke, there's fire. And it's very clear here that by the end of the time we get all these records, and just as a reminder to your viewers, we have a lot more coming. There are a lot more productions, and and there are a lot of records that have already been withheld. It looks like there's also an assistant secretary of Homeland Security was emailing, too, under the Obama White House to Hunter Biden. Let's drill into this. Um, Hunter Biden's partner, Eric Schwerin, he was working reportedly on mining deals uh, with China. He was emailing, it looks like, Vice President Biden's deputy chief of staff about China's foreign ministry spokesman. That guy was coming for a visit to the U.S. at the same time that this Chinese official was fighting with about uh, with big mining giant Rio Tinto, claiming that China was retaliating against Rio Tinto. I mean, China is big in Africa, Gene. When you when we're looking at these emails uh, you know, Rio Tinto is a competitor of China in mining in Africa. And then Hunter owns a 10 percent stake in the China investment firm BHR. And it was helping China buy mining assets around the world. Then that was why Hunter was going to Ethiopia, Ethiopia with Vice President Biden. Look, there there are so many things 
things and so many kind of loose dots to connect. But all of those dots will connect over time, we think, with the uh, the glue that holds all of this together, which is the extent to which Hunter Biden used his father's position as the vice president to enrich himself and to create business deals and to go along on all these different trips. And in fact, he's continuing to do it today. He just recently infamously went with his father to Ireland. Well, you know, look, I mean, fine. Families go with their, with their president and vice president on trips all the time. But what we see with Hunter Biden, whether it's with Burisma, with Ukraine, whether we see it with Ethiopia, whether we see it with any of these other international dealings, is a consistent pattern of smoke and we're hoping to find the fire. We're, and we know that the fire asking his father there. for help, asking for his father's office exactly. for help, right? We see that pattern right. to this day with Abby Lowell, you know, the lawyer for Hunter Biden, reaching out to the Biden administration saying, you need to shut down, you know, this the distri- distribution of information about Hunter Biden's laptop. I mean, so it continues to this day. Gene Hamilton will stay on the story. Thanks for bringing it to us. So one of the things that I think was going on there is when they were talking about the uh, South American company, um, they were and juxtaposing with the Chinese company. Uh, I think what you do is you get paid to set up meetings for both competing interests in the mining in Africa, and you end up creating a bidding war. And that bidding war becomes a very lucrative thing. That's, to me, that would be, you know, sort of one of the things that you would want to do in business is get two bidders to, you know, bid. Basically, it's not for the lowest price, but the highest price. So that's uh, kind of an interesting thing. Now, we have um, uh, two segments we're going to be focusing on in the next uh, days uh, this week. And they're going to be uh, about West Exec, Anthony Blinken, and BlackRock, and all the different players from West Exec that are now in the White House. And... You know, just for the heck of it, you know, when you look at this list, you got Anthony Blinken as Secretary of State, all West Exec employees, Jen Psaki, right? Jen Psaki. Uh, You got Chris Inglis, Lisa Monaco, you've heard her name, David Cohen, uh, Avril Haines, all these really radical left wingers were part of this thing called the West Exec. They were connected with the Biden Center at Penn. There was all kinds of laundering that was going on. We're going to be doing a deep dive into that, along with BlackRock and how BlackRock has infiltrated uh, our government as well. And again, that's the World Economic Forum and BlackRock. They're the money arm of World Economic Forum. World Economic Forum is basically the glue that combines corporations with money, corporate money, uh, corporate corporate money with politicians, I should say. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show, and you're listening to Scott Adams. Uh, be sure to check out magapack.org to find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. Use Red State over at MyPillow. My right we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody.